You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away. This is the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it like when Tatum play a Jalen on the breakaway or Kyrie when he make a trade. And nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth that after you play it, you got to repeat. So in depth, they might do an hour about the D-League. So in depth, you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King. Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring. And well wishes go to Gordon. Listen after every game is very important, Millie. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making this part of your daily routine, Monday through Friday. We are here for you. Whatever it is you're doing, gym, car, something else, whatever, I don't judge. We're here for you. Uh, we're the Rain Jays. I'm John Corrales. The other Jay is Sam Jam Packard, who we appropriately nicknamed for this podcast just so we can keep the Jay thing going. Jay King is sick as a dog, so he couldn't make it tonight, which is too bad. Because we've got. He a... tried to ball tonight, though. I love that about Jay King. Is he was very, very sick, but went out and still tried to play a basketball game because that's the kind of kid he is. He's <laughs> yeah, that's that's the guy. Uh, and what he ended up doing is blowing it because we have an awesome guest tonight, Anna Horford, in the house. Anna, first of all, happy birthday! Thank you, thank you, thank you. And host of the brand new podcast, Horford Happy Hour. Congrats on that! I was very psyched to be one of your first guests, which I thought the show went great. And Thank uh, you. yeah, so uh, now this is kind of like the uh, the other half of it, a little back to back, like a home and home series here. Yeah, there we go. Uh, tonight's show, by the way, brought to you by my bookie, mybookie.ag, the number one rated online sports book. We'll give you a special deal like we always do with the promo code and uh, go from there. So, uh, Anna, I finally got my bottle of Apothic Red. Oh, you did? I did. I got a bottle. Good. Yes. And so I am currently drinking it. And uh, I feel like I got to do like your soothing intro to your podcast. (laughs) Hi, this is John Corrales. And this is the Lockdown Celtics podcast. (laughs) I'm drinking an Apothic Red. You're so much more soothing than I am. I'm just all like yelling it in your face. This is a fine, this is a fine little uh, wine here. Yeah, it's it's not bad, right? It's a... Like I said, it's it's affordable, but uh, tastes really good. I I mean, I like it. So, <laughs> Sam, you a wine drinker? No, right now I'm drinking bourbon. Awesome. I, for my job, I went to Kentucky a bunch. I picked up a bourbon habit. It's been fun. Nice bourbon is fantastic. That's that's one of my drinks of choice. Um, <laughs> but as I explained to Anna on the on the podcast, it's all basically my drink of choice. So <laughs> I know this about you, John. <laughs> we did have a little Vegas extravaganza together during summer league, which was, Uh-oh. yeah. Oh God. Let me tell you something. Vague. Have you ever done summer league, Anna? Uh, no, I haven't. No. Oh, let me tell you something about summer league. Summer league is where all the media gets together and because we're all covering the draft picks, but there's no real pressure to have, like, like it's not like they're all covering the finals or even like the all-star game where it's a bunch of big stars. There's all of the games are over by like seven. And then at night, it's just kind of schmoozing. Agents are there. Players are there. Some other, you know, teammates are there. Journalists are just, 
you know, it's, it's, and it's, I mean, it's super hot because it's Vegas mm-hmm. in July, but it's, everybody's there and just calm and they're all trying to find air conditioning or a pool or something and just, it, who knows what, what you can stumble into. Uh, yeah. And, and Sam, Sounds like you guys might use it as an excuse just to uh, get drunk. It's just an excuse to fun. go to Las Vegas. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to Vegas and, and uh, turn up with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's especially fun. But because sometimes Team USA will follow Summer League if you if you get the year right, the you, Summer League ends and then Team USA practices also at UNLV. So at the tail end of Summer League, you'll get the the heavy guy, the big rollers there. Uh, you know, LeBron and Durant and all those guys will start rolling into town, and then who knows what happens. But yeah, <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun. It's Vegas. I don't know. I love Vegas. So uh, all right, so. Let's let's just kick this off. You have now experienced a year and a half of the Boston Celtics experience. Like you now, you've you've gotten a significant amount of time knowing what it's like to uh, be a part of the Celtics family. What's that experience kind of been like? Uh, it's been good. I would say for the most part, you know, um, coming into this fan base, I feel like we had a pretty warm welcome. I feel like people were pretty excited, uh, that Al was joining the squad and, and then, uh, you know, a couple months in, I feel like a lot of the fan base, uh, kind of got drawn to me just because I reflect (laughs) a lot of what I feel like the fan base represents, which is just, uh, brutal honesty and, um, <laughs> strong opinions. So, so ever since then, I feel like I've kind of just vibed, you know, with, with the Celtics base. And so, so it's been, it's been good so far. Uh, I've said this before, um, fans can be a little brutal, but I, I also appreciate it cause that means I care. So, so it's been good. Yeah. I mean, you, brutal honesty is one way to put it. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's a nice way to put it. Well, and if there's anything that we appreciate in the Boston area is that cold, brutal honesty, much like our winters that smack you in the face. Yeah, for sure. Sam. For sure. I'm in Michigan, so we get those too. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Sam, do we still have you? Oh, uh, we lost Sam. I think maybe he had too much uh, bourbon. Maybe. <laughs> and now he, he, he might be passed out somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, it's, hello? What are you, hello. There you are. Uh, there, there you thought, are. I lost you guys thought, there for a second. Yeah, we I'm thought like, the bourbon took over. Oh no, I'm only on round one of bourbon. That would be that'd be oh, terrible. Okay, I was gonna say I remember my first drink. <laughs> oh, okay, so go with it. What, what was your first drink? Uh, what was my first drink? I think my first. Well, okay. Are you saying so you remember your like... first bourbon or your first drink? We're going to cover both of these topics right now. Um, well, I can't technically talk about um, my first drink without incriminating myself. So uh, my first <laughs> legal drink. Um, my first drink was at 14 and I had some bush light and it was terrible. Oh, well, there you go. My, my first drink, I think I was probably around 15 or so. And it was under the bleachers after a basketball game with like, <laughs> we, we had just wrapped up a game and it was like the basketball players, the cheerleaders, you know, uh, whatever other few people were there. And yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, it was in my, my young, my young days, the Horfords were uh, notorious for uh, throwing parties just about every weekend of my 
junior and senior year of high school. So, <laughs> so, so that was always fun. Well, I mean, you also come from, you know, I assume Dominicans like Greeks, it's like, you know, the wine is around, the drinks are around. It's not quite like, you're not exactly sneaking drinks. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously in the DR, like if you can see over the bar, you can drink, but <laughs> like no one in my family on that side drinks like Al and my dad, like if my, my dad's huge, he's seven one, but like if he has two glasses of wine, he's like wasted because that's how little he drinks. So like, and Al will have like a glass of wine with us or like a beer occasionally, but like that whole side doesn't drink my mom's side. They are like straight Irish, like. <laughs> like Jameson at every fu- at every holiday function, and um, so so that's probably where I get it from. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I yeah. I'm so I hate to say this about Al, and you're like I, I don't want to party with Al. Although I've never thought that I would want to party with Al Horford. He always just seems like drop the kids off with Al and then go to the party. <laughs> yeah, he's um he yeah he's a he's a total dad. uh, he he definitely had his fun I feel like uh, the craziest Al probably ever got was college with the Gators Um, hanging out with Joe Kim Noah oh yeah I mean if you hang out with Joe you know (laughs) shit's about to go down so I I was um, at a let's see it was probably like 7 or 8 years ago Team USA was in New York doing a bunch of exhibitions and um so Sam Presti, the uh, general manager of OKC, is an Emerson College guy. He he came in right after I left, and I used to you know run with those guys. So we bumped into each other, and he got me down into the section. I was sitting with him and Clay Bennett and, and all of those guys. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Sitting in the same section with, like, Eva Longoria back when she was with, you know, Tony Parker. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're not together anymore, are they? I don't know. There was so. a wild scandal that broke them up involving one of his teammates. Oh, right. If right, I right, remember right, right. the whole thing. So the whole point of this story is not to brag, but <clears throat> you know, humble brag. But um, <laughs> I, I was sitting there watching this exhibition game between France and team USA. And Joe Kim Noah walks in to Madison square garden wearing no shoes, just socks. <laughs> Which means yeah. he walked through the streets of New York City, which if, if you drop anything in New York City, just leave it. It's gone. If you're with a child and the child falls, the child <laughs> has to be put up for adoption. You can't keep anything that falls on the ground. Yet he was walking in just socks in New York City, which yeah. that told that me like a Joe. lot. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, he, he's, a, he's a wild one for sure. Um, how when wild I'm, did he get your brother to be? Because I can't imagine Al like partying whatsoever. He seems just like the very responsible guy who's always making the right decision. No, he definitely partied in college, but not to like that level where they did like um I think they did not a it wasn't a thirty for thirty. It was like an ESPN special though on like the Gators back to back. And like Corey, Torian, and Joe like all said like Al was like the mature one, like they didn't say dad, but they said, like, I, I don't know how they described it, but he was definitely the mature one. Like, Corey was kind of the comedian. Joe was just kind of wild. Like, they all kind of had their thing. And and I think, I, I guess that's how it worked. That's how you win two national championships. <laughs> you got to find the balance. Everyone's got to bring their own thing to the table. Well, that's college. And even, even dads go nuts in college. So I'm sure Al's got plenty of stories. Um, 
And I've seen things where you I mean you talked about you were what thirteen at the time. So I mean that's that's good. You're an impressionable young lady. And oh you, yeah. And you walk into first of all, Florida dorms, I can only imagine just non athlete Florida dorms have to be just goddamn crazy. Yeah. They're yeah. I mean, you mean like like party wise or or what? Anyway. The dorm I mean, the dorms in general were not great. <laughs> like they were not fant- they were not um, you know, uh, grade A or anything, but I don't think those guys cared. You know, it was like four uh, teammates living with each other and and just like wanting to have fun. They barely spent any time in their dorm, I can imagine. But um, yeah, I I mean, my, my like clearest memory from those times are like when after we had won the national championships, going back to like the hotel, like the team hotel, and like opening the hotel room, and it's just like. <laughs> the players like Joe and, and Corey and Alan, everyone and like everyone's parents and families, people are popping champagne bottles. People are doing stuff I can't mention right now. <laughs> like it was, and to be like, I think I was, I think I was like 13, 14, you know, to be like that age and like seeing all that go down. But like, it, it was, it was quite the experience. Uh, I can only imagine now. <laughs> you <laughs> We won't. We won't ask you to incriminate anybody else. But you grew up now in a basketball family, and okay. So let me just let me get this out here. This is of a special. This is of, of special interest to us. We, the Locked On Celtics podcast, are have become this season known for really pushing hard on the Tito nickname for Terry Rozier. Mm. You have personal experience with your father, Alfredo William, in quotes, Tito <laughs> Horford. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Everyone a big deal for us. Yeah. So how does – can your father talk to Terry Rozier for us <laughs> and get him to accept the Tito nickname? Your father also, like you said, is a large man. He's seven foot one, like probably, what, 260 right now? Can he uh, threaten? Like 270, yeah. Yeah. Can he, like, grab Tito by the neck, like – the, the <laughs> and tell him other to just, the other Tito. Can he? Can he just? <laughs> That's go? Tito on Tito crime that I won't stand for. Now, yeah, Tito on Tito crime. I'm just trying to to find uh, an avenue to convince Terry Rozier that Tito's not such a bad nickname. It's not a bad nickname. It's a it's a good nickname. It's also a fantastic vodka. Um, <laughs> Again, awesome. So. Yes. Yeah. So no, I, I think, I mean, maybe it'll grow on him. I feel like it's something you can't force. You just kind of got it. Like let it organically work, let the magic happen. And, and maybe it'll, maybe yeah, it'll it's, it doesn't matter what Terry thinks really at this point. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I you guys are him calling him that him. anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm just going to keep calling him Tito or Tito Three Sticks, and eventually it'll, it'll catch on, I think. It's already caught on a little bit, so I just think people need to believe in Tito. Um, maybe an endorsement from your dad, Tito Horford, would, would help, but I don't think he needs to convince Terry because Terry's opinion doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> Frankly, I don't think Terry cares. The only thing Terry doesn't like is like the letter C. Wait, I don't get that. Joke. Wait, why doesn't he like the letter C? Have you guys not seen every single thing Terry Rozier puts on Snapchat? He puts it like a K in, like he calls himself Chum, but K H U M. Oh, I think because it's related to the Bloods, but I can't confirm that. Oh, I don't oh, want to go down no that idea. road. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. Oh, that, I, I, 
I've never noticed that. That explains a oh, lot of the jokes. Next time you check out anything uh, Tito puts on Snapchat or uh, Instagram, you'll see he uses a K instead of a C, and it's awesome. <laughs> I don't think I follow any of my brother's teammates on Snapchat. Terry Rozier is a great follow on Instagram. <laughs> um, so is his boy uh, Gunna, GMBG, another great follow. Okay. Um, they got very interesting stories. I would highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, more from Anna in a minute, but I want to take a second here to tell you about my bookie. The NFL playoffs are finally here, and I want to tell you guys about mybookie.ag. It's the number one rated online sports book. Look, your fantasy football season is over. You've put all of this knowledge into your NFL. It's time to win cash by betting at mybookie, the sports book that makes it easy to deposit and even easier to cash out your winnings fast. Look, they've got odds on everything, live betting, and an all-new prop builder. You can create your own bet slips. Bet however you want. You can bet your friends that LeBron will score 30-plus and have 10-plus assists. Why not bet at my bookie and put your money where your mouth is? Bet from your desktop, your tablet, or on their world-class mobile site that lets you bet anytime, anywhere. My bookie offers fast, no hassle payouts when you win. So join now and my bookie will match your deposit with an up to 50% bonus. Just use the locked on NBA promo code when making your account. So go to mybookie.ag and they will match your deposit with an up to 50% bonus using the promo code locked on NBA. When making your account. So visit mybookie.ag today and bet on the internet's favorite sports book where you play, you win, and you get paid. So your your first experience with basketball, since I mean y- your father plays, your brothers play. Did did you play? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um I actually blew out my knee when I was really young. Like I have uh actually like zero cartilage in my, uh, in my right knee. Um, and if I would have wanted to continue playing, I would have had to have like a cartilage transplant. Um, and it just wasn't worth it to me. Uh, you know, the scholarship would have been nice, but, uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to have two knee replacements by the time I was like 30. So, um, so yeah, I used to play, uh, but we kind of, we kind of leave that to the guys in the family. You, you didn't want knee replacements by the time you're 30. See, it's that lack of commitment is yeah, that, that's why you didn't reach <laughs> that, that high level. Uh, that sucks. That sucks. As I said in last night's pod, like I, I totally get the early injury thing. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, I was good too. I'm not even going to, to, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I, I was, I had it. I was good. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> you're, you come from the right lineage, right? I mean, so, yeah. So when did you, when did you stop? At what age? Uh, freshman year of high school uh, is when I blew out my knee. Okay, and, and uh, like you're tall, like everybody's tall. Like your sister, who's the shortest? I'm the shortest. I'm six feet. Yeah. And there you go. Um, my my younger sister six three. My little brother six five, and then Alan John are six ten. My dad seven one. Jeez. John's and in Josh the G League, right? Yeah, John's in the G League. He's playing for the uh, Pistons G League team right now. He's um, he's in Toronto right now. They have like a showcase thing coming up, and um, 
Yeah. Yeah. How's he like G League life? It sounds pretty tough. I have a friend who coaches for like he's the assistant coach for um one of the teams and he just sounds like kind of some brutal travel and a lot of kind of you have to be really committed. Like ball has to be life if you're gonna like continue in the G League. Oh, for sure. Um, well if you listen to my pilot episode, we discuss it all. But um <laughs> just to kind of recap, it is it's it's hard, especially when he went from uh, playing for the University of Michigan, where uh, you know they have a lot of they have a lot of money, <laughs> and so yeah. they fly they flew private everywhere, stayed in the best hotels, um, just basically got like you know the red carpet treatment everywhere they went. And then you go to the D League, and you anywhere like I think it's if it's under six hours, you take a bus. Um, oh, wow, that's and, terrible. Yeah, um, depending on the team though, because some teams. Um, you know, uh, hook up their, their G league team a little bit more than others. Um, sometimes like, you know, you gotta, you gotta get your own food and, and things like that. Um, and then also just, uh, as far as like attracting fans and having people at games, um, I think they're obviously trying to work on that, but it's, it's lacking very much. So, so, so yeah, ball definitely does have to be life to be committed, but, uh, he didn't want to play overseas. Um, he had a couple offers here and there. He wanted to stick it out and see what he could do in the G league. So I guess we will see what happens. Well, you know, good luck to him. It's, I mean, that's, it's it's still a dream, and I know at some mm-hmm. point it's it gets a little tedious. But you know, yeah. He, if he this is the thing that I that I try to explain to people, like if he wasn't good enough to be in the NBA, he wouldn't still be trying to get that contract. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, Al has even like said, you know, John's like the best shooter in the family. Um, he's a great defender. He's a great rebounder. He, he weighs like 265 right now. He's putting on weight, uh, just to kind of bulk up and, and he's really working on his game and, and just, uh, he has a really like brilliant mind for basketball as well. And, and coaches like to coach him. And so, so we're hoping, you know, uh, we're hoping he gets a, he gets a shot. Do you ever think about getting back into basketball at some in some way? I mean, look, w- women in basketball, there's a high demand for that right now. So, uh, like you've got you've got the lineage, the name is there. Have you ever thought about any sort of involvement in any way with with basketball at any level? Yeah, I've thought about it, but at this point in my life, I just feel like that ship has so sailed. Like I I really want to expand and like branch out and and talk about other things like like I know my first two episodes were about uh, basketball so I did the G League and then the NBA but like this uh, for my next one I'm interviewing a sexologist so that'll be fun um, just I'm, what is I'm, a sexologist? Um, they're a doctor for uh, for dating and sex. So I didn't know you needed a doctor for that, but that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's, I think, I mean, I'm going to be learning too as I'm interviewing, but I think it's more like a therapy for, um, people who are, who are dating and, and, you know, and whatnot. So, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. That's going to be a really fun episode. We're going to be drinking a lot of wine. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awesome. And yeah, uh, and I'm sure I can learn a few things. Um, <laughs> sorry, that got dark. Uh, anyway, uh, so well, see now I like that because that's first of all, 
we, we said this last night. We were talking about the podcast a little bit because I was promoting it on last night's show. The, the concept is great. You sit around, you drink, you talk, and that's, that's fun. And I think that as your podcast grows and the topics grow and you start to figure out especially what you uh, are comfortable with and, and you start to get that kind of cadence down and all that stuff, you're, I mean, you're really going to find a groove. And so the, I'm, I'm excited yeah. for it. I'm glad that you're, you're doing that. So now, you know, you have an opportunity to, to branch out. But at the same time, people like us and everybody else that has you on a show or anything, you, you've become a sort of, I don't want to say spokesperson for <laughs> the, the Horfords, but d- is that something that you're okay with or you feel comfortable with or are you sick of it by now or what? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm so cool with it. Um, it's, it's kind of like my element. So, um, I feel like I'm just like very open and, and just like willing to talk to people. And, and, um, it's like, I feel like I'm almost like in my zone when I do it. And, uh, I, as like, and then when you think about like Al, he's like a little bit more of a private person. Um, and he's very like business all the time, you know, like, um, so, so yeah, so yeah, I'm cool with it. Is it's Al- all good. How does Al feel about it? Is he just like, yeah, that was going to be my question is that <laughs> he seems like very, very reserved. And I don't like, what was his reaction when you're getting in fights with Cavs fans and like telling them to suck your dick and they're like, crazy <laughs> things like that. Um, I didn't tell Cavs fans to suck my dick. I told them that incest was frowned upon. But, um, <laughs> oh, that's better. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he ignores that shit. He is never on social media. And when he is, it's like to just like tweet to fans and like talk to them and stuff. Um, so, so he knows what goes down, especially because <laughs> people will like text him or tell him or, you know, um, like it'll pop up on Sports Illustrated or something. Um, <laughs> and it's on her bullshit like, again. Yeah. Be like, great. No, he's like, like he hasn't like yet. And I know he would like, if he felt like I was getting too crazy, like, I feel like he'd be like, Hey, let's reel it in a little, you know, but, uh, he knows about my podcast and everything. And, um, he doesn't know I'm interviewing a sexologist for, <laughs> for my next, and I probably won't, uh, I probably won't share that episode with he, him. He's not going to listen to every episode. Um, I hope not. there are just some things that it's weird because like I'm so comfortable talking about like with other people but there are some things like your big brother just does not need to hear no (laughs) so as a big brother I can confirm there are some things you do not want to hear yeah yeah exactly Anna I always try to talk to Al in the locker room when I get to like go in before the game and he's so businesslike and so professional and I like he just like answers all my questions and is very very nice and but like Basically says nothing. So I need yeah. your advice on uh, like how what's the best way to approach Al Horford before the game to get like more of his personality out. SpongeBob quotes. Oh, really? the SpongeBob fan. That he loves is SpongeBob. breaking news. That is awesome. <laughs> I'm going to ask him about it immediately. When next pel- like what is it next Tuesday? That's the first thing I'm going to do. Yeah, no, he loves SpongeBob. It's funny. He and like seriously, all my siblings. Like I feel like I was the one who was like. But I know SpongeBob because of them. But like 
he and you know Maria and Josh and John they quote SpongeBob all the time. Like they, <laughs> they really that is like amazing. Um, yeah, are you sure that you're not just getting sidetracked by getting lost in his eyes that you talk about all the time? <laughs> I'm so glad that you brought that up first. But um, yes, yeah, no, he's now he's very talking. distracting. Man, <laughs> yeah, he's a beautiful man with beautiful eyes, and I just like I. Can't deny the fact that he's quite good looking. When did you first re- like realize the fact that you, Al Horford was just a, a gorgeous individual? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you I had to realize that... at some point, like my brother, yeah, he's great at basketball and like he's an amazing basketball player, but also he's just like phenomenally good looking. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that stuff registers with siblings the same way it registers uh, with people outside the family. But that's uh, fair. But it does, I mean, does get a I don't have old. a gorgeous brother. I have a brother, but he's not as good looking as Al Horford. Oh, well, I hope your brother's not listening. I hope um, he is listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does get a little old, though, being especially being a female and having people be like, you know, your brother's eyelashes are amazing. Like they curl at the ends. They're so beautiful. And I'm just like, OK, yeah, like, shut up like that. <laughs> like that. I, I get it. He has nice eyelashes. OK, I, I, I get it. I don't think it's just the lash. I think it's like the total package, but that's that's just my opinion. I understand that's annoying, but I just feel like I had to get that on the record. Yeah, I under I understand. I'm sure you've um you've thoroughly, you know, broken that down uh, mentally <laughs> and so you you probably have that perfect image in your head right now. That's another reason why like any time I try to talk to him it's kind of awkward just because I feel like he knows uh my feelings about his eyes and it's just kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> oh this awkward eye conversation brought to you by the good folks yeah, at exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm Art Express. <laughs> um, okay, so it's been established. Al Horford is an attractive man. Uh, so, but, okay, this is, this is the type of yeah. I'm I'm glad we talked about that for a two full minutes. Oh yeah, trust me. It's, I could go hours. I was just going to say that. <laughs> this is, I can't tell you how much of the show prep, which is not generally much anyway, it's basically all involved asking about how gorgeous Al is. So I mean, that question was going to come up. I'm just very glad, Anna, that you brought it up first uh, yeah. because I didn't know how I was going to work it in. I know I had to because I had talked about it before, but I'm glad you brought it up first, and I thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. No problem. <laughs> it, it goes to show that you pay attention. It's just, you pay attention, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, uh, you are a, a very fierce defender of the family. You are, I think, the first line of defense, it seems, when it comes to family matters. And Yo, fuck Lou Merloni, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I second that. I'm uh, just joking. I love Lou Merloni, but he's dumb with the average Al uh, thing. Wait, can, you, can I ask why? Why I love Lou Merloni? Yeah. Uh, I worked with him for like... Uh, one or two years when I used to work at WEI and he's just like he's generally like a, a nice dude I think he doesn't know at all what he's talking about with terms of basketball and he's just kind of throwing shit out there and trying to like run with something that's stupid so maybe he shouldn't talk about it it's his job to talk about it but I don't think he's at all informed so I would agree with you but I don't like it's he's his not a job to be it's his job to be uneducated Sports talk radio hosts are generally like not the most educated people in the world. Sports talk radio is a terrible, uh, a, it just doesn't, con, it's not conducive to intelligent conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can tell. 
<laughs> yeah, no, no. And I, I love the fact that you like went after him because he has no idea what he's talking about. And literally just because average Al, they both started with the, like a, like that, that was like the entire reason he went with that nickname. And it's just insane. Yeah. Yep. That, I mean, he was obviously doing a lot of it for attention, but, uh, it was obnoxious and it got to the point where I was just like, all right, fuck you, bro. I mean, that's kind of like all of, Bo- like, I don't want to say Boston sports media, but sports media in general is like a lot of people just trying to give it their their most extreme take just for attention. It's not great. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> uh, you've told, how, how many uh, Boston radio to- show hosts have you told to fuck off at this point? Um, I think only three. <laughs> only. Uh, oh. Merloni. Uh, Wait, Merloni, Felger, and no, that may be it. So two, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. If it, Felger for sure is, I'm surprised. You, I'm surprised that we haven't had like a Kirk Minahan moment at this point. But you know, I'm sure that's coming. So, so you've experienced now this exposure to multiple fan bases, the sports talk media or the media in general in Boston, how does that compare? Um, I think it's a lot like their fans. So just very like abrupt, very honest, I guess honesty isn't always correct though. Like, like you said, how, how Merloni doesn't, you know, he just kind of spews shit because he's not, as educated when it comes to basketball. So, so in his mind, you know, he thinks he's right. Uh, he's not, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a lot more intense than other (laughs) than, I mean, compared um, to Atlanta where like they don't really care and they can barely get a full state. And this has got to be a wildly different environment. Yeah, no, it's very mellow in Atlanta. And I, I mean, obviously, like, they all loved Al there. He was their franchise guy. But, like, um, never had any bad experiences with anyone. No one ever tried to, like, trash talk um, trash talk our family or anything or or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, no, it's just, it's just been different in that sense to where I feel like, you know, it's just Boston, uh, some of these sports guys are just kind of loudmouths. And, uh, and they do what they have to do to get their ratings. That sums it up very nicely. And that's fact, what pretty much what me and John do, though. That's basically yeah. the mission statement. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're <laughs> we're hot take central over here. Uh, uh, okay. So let's get back to you because as much as you're a sort of a conduit to Al, you're your own person, and so you've launched this podcast. Uh, you have your own job, but what's what's the goal? What's what are you what are you hoping to do? What, what's what do you what's the what's the hope and dream? That is a good question. Um, I think that right now I'm just like on a good path with the podcast and, and everything else that I'm doing right now. Um, I try to sit down and write from time to time. I enjoy writing. Um, and I think I'm just kind of going to see where this takes me. And like I said, I, I do have, or like you said, I do have, you know, my own, my own life separate from all of this. Um, you know, but I, I just kind of want to see where this grows and, uh, or goes and how it grows and, um, just kind of go from there. I've, I've had a lot of people kind of, uh, come to me with different ideas about 
things I should be doing. And as far as like uh, marketing myself and, and building a brand. So that's really cool. So, so yeah, just uh, stay tuned and definitely tune into my podcast because I will be talking about my journey on there as well. I love the whole concept of building a brand. That's, that's like the, the message of the 2010s. Like if there's anything Mm -hmm. that I've learned in the past eight years, it's everybody's got a brand and whatever it is, if you stick to it and build it, you'll you'll make money off of it, I guess. But I don't know. Maybe that's just a, a term for personality. But so, if you could, do you do you know how to describe your brand? Um, I mean, mm, it's kind of hard to do that right now, just because it's. I feel like I'm still I'm still working on it. I'm still building it. But um, just just as far as you know, the whole, uh, Horford happy hour thing. I really want to build off of that. Um, I've had a lot of people like (laughs) since high school, even, um, and, and outside people too have approached our family and they're like, you guys are like people who know us. They're like, you guys are wild. Like there are five kids and your family is just like, like all families, like kind of complicated, but also fun. And then you throw the basketball into the mix. And so people have always joked about us having a show called hooping with the Horfords. Um, but Al is, would totally be against doing anything reality related. (laughs) (laughs) Like there is no way he'd let cameras into his house. Um, at least right now, especially with, you know, another kid on the way and everything. Um, but me and my siblings always joke about it because we are we're we're kind of fucking crazy. Like like Al Al is the very mild mannered one um, of the bunch. So so yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do, but um, just we're very family oriented. So so my my little brother's got his business called Advanced Apathy, um, and that's a clothing line. And my sister does photography, and she's fucking awesome at it. And then John's doing his whole G League thing, Al's with the Celtics. We all kind of have our own things going on. So, well, that'll probably all mesh together at some point and, and kind of create like an Uber, Uber Horford brand. What can we do to convince Al to go ahead with this reality show? Because I feel like uh, what you're describing <laughs> oh is gosh. quite entertaining. I just want like a, like a little bit more no, insight guys, into the world of Al. So, it would be so embarrassing if our family did a reality show. Well, like, of it course, would be, it's a reality show. It would but, like, be it's, bad be for <laughs> it would be bad for us. It'd be great for you guys. You guys would definitely be entertained. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like if you could convince Amelia, Al's wife. Um, and she's spent a lot of time in the spotlight too. Um, yeah, she is a Miss Universe, right? Yeah, yeah, she's Miss Universe. She was a cover girl. She has, you know, done a lot of things on a lot of places and 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 whatnot. She used to be a singer. Um, and uh, she's so, also so, a yeah. great follow on Instagram. She's got me to like vote for Al in seven different languages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is. She is. Oh my gosh, she's so fierce, and she is. She's very fun to sit next to at games. So if you ever see her at a game, <laughs> she's she's the feisty one a couple rows behind the bench. <laughs> she had a great one after that the terrible t- officiated game where she was just like zooming in on the individual officials' faces and was like, how do these guys still have jobs? And it was amazing. Yeah, like fire him now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. One time we were sitting uh, courtside when Al's at the Hawks and it was like Amelia and I and – you know, we, I think we had like a drink or so or whatever, but like there were some horrible calls 
And, and we were right next to the opposing bench, like sitting next to, or behind the basket. So I guess not it was like the, the first row or whatever. And so we're, we're next to the opposing bench and, and one of the guys starts like talking shit. Cause we're like defending Al. And then Amelia like goes into her purse and like grabs a tampon and she's like, do you need a tampon? She's like, like basically like, like you little, you know, you little bitch, do you need a tampon? And Al like turned to us and he was like, and he like put his hand up. He's like, you guys have to calm down. Like, he was like, he's like, you guys have to relax. And uh, I feel like that's why we sit a few rows back now. <laughs> Strategically placing you guys so you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Exactly. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. So, and when you say the family's fucking crazy, uh, are you the crazy one? Like, the- um, I mean, we're all a little crazy. <laughs> um, uh, except for Al. Except for Al. Yeah. Except for Al. He just okay. Yeah, he's the golden child. Like he has his shit together. Look, I, and you know, everyone's what? super proud of him. I can't. <laughs> I can't accept this. There's there's something that's off about this whole thing. That when there's an entire family of crazy and the one person is quiet, that person I feel like is the craziest somehow, some way. That Al is not the crazy. I mean, okay, so Al and our littlest brother Josh is also very mild mannered and everything too. So, so maybe not all of us, but we all have like our our different levels of our different levels of crazy, definitely. So, okay, so what gets? A- like we're just a weird family. Like we have a lot of weird family connections. Like, so we have like our whole sports thing and then Al's married to Miss universe. And like, um, my grandpa on my mom's side invented cow racing. And then like our uncle is, uh, like second cousins with Troy Aikman. And then like, we have like this huge, just like tree of craziness Hold in on. this family. Invented car racing. Cow racing. Yeah, I heard cow racing. I wanted to ask, what the fuck is cow racing? Cow racing. Cow racing. Yeah, he's in the Guinness Book of World Records. We actually somewhere have a picture of Al on a cow that's saddled, like from when we were little, like because we used to ride cows at their farm, and um, he, yeah, he. So you you train them from when they're from when they're young, and you saddle them up, and and there was a racetrack at the farm, and and then. They made a business out of it, and it was called the Utter Race, and um, like the first official cow racing. Um, yeah, so so yeah, we have a we have a very interesting interesting family. Uh, I'm currently trying to Google pictures of cow racing. And- uh, look up the the Utter Race, and some some old articles might come up and stuff. They don't do it anymore. They are since retired, but. Um, but yeah. The first thing I'm going to do next time the Celtics have a home game is just march up to Al's locker and ask him about SpongeBob and utter racing, and I uh, hopefully he'll react well. <laughs> He's going to be like utter racing and just be like, "Yeah, cow racing at the farm," or you know. <laughs> this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Yeah. It, it's my top. Sam actually interviewed uh, uh, Robin Lopez, who's a big Simpsons fan, and just started dropping a Simpsons. As soon as he asked them a Simpsons reference, he became like the most quotable person in the world. So <laughs> I, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Sa- you know what? Talk about building a brand. Sam, you're going to be the guy that gets NBA players to talk about cartoons. Well, that's the thing is like I don't want to talk to NBA players about basketball because everyone wants to ask him that. I just want to ask him like other weird questions about their yeah. general lives. Ask like, him what his favorite SpongeBob episode is. 
Oh, definitely. And he'll probably he'll probably laugh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tuesday, Pelicans. I'll do that. You, Six fifteen. You know the locker room opens. You know what Sam's gonna do between now and Tuesday is binge watch the shit out of SpongeBob. Oh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob. I don't need to binge watch. I grew up with SpongeBob. <laughs> I had like yellow shirt that was just SpongeBob's face, and uh, I used to put it over my head in middle school. Like I, I fucks with SpongeBob heavy. Look, okay. <laughs> one of the most terrifying moments of my life came courtesy of SpongeBob SquarePants. Which I'm just gonna let that quote hang there for a second. Yeah, what? Yeah, what? I was at a Providence Bruins hockey game. All right, with my brother. I'm from Rhode Island. My brother and my dad went to this minor league Providence Bruins game. It was like a middle afternoon on a Saturday, and the arena was full of kids. And they played the SpongeBob SquarePants theme. And every kid in the arena started singing the SpongeBob theme at the same time. And I don't know if anybody else has this feeling, but the sound of thousands of children's voices singing in unison is terrifying to me. That's creepy. That is super creepy. The high-pitched, unified voices of children make just make me squirm. This is a good point for me to mention. I do not have kids. The voices that I heard there felt like they could all turn on me and murder me in an instant. There's a reason why horror movies use children to scare the shit out of you. And that moment at that hockey game with thousands of kids singing the SpongeBob theme, I was like, oh, my God. Get yeah, me out of here. SpongeBob's called. That's the kids. It's no, SpongeBob yeah, that related. Sounds terrifying. It's, it's. I mean, kids are already weird, and they're like all like sticky and shit, and they ask questions <laughs> a lot. Yes. Like I'm, I'm so not a kid person. Like they, they're covered in dirty band aids all the time, and they're just weird. Nah, you guys are messed up. Kids are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, other ki- kids. other people's kids, kids are related to kids are related to are are fantastic. My brother's got a daughter, Layla, who is just the most awesome kid in the world. I don't want her. She, I, I don't want her. I've seen her freak out. I'm like, no, take take this little shit out of here. She's she's beautiful. She's brilliant. She's probably going to be president someday. You can have her. I don't want any extended time other than Uncle John come over, spoil her, and leave. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I'm very excited to be an uh, an uncle. Like Uncle Sam, natural patriotism in there, but too. There but um, oh, you're gonna be an uncle soon. Oh no, I'm just in the general. In the general, uh, the general sense. Oh, in you're the gonna general be a, an aunt again soon. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Hopefully, Mike Felger won't be pissed off if Al takes off a game to see the birth of his child. I think the timing's gonna work out this time, so I don't think we'll have to worry about that. Oh, that's that's but, great. I mean, I'd probably just tell him to fuck off again. Yeah, seriously, though. <laughs> Felger can fuck the fuck off when it comes to that. Like, that's just such a... That was one of the dumbest rants, but it gets some attention. Like, going back to the whole thing, him and Marloni. The, 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 the problem is, Felger is, like, he's, like, at this point, the king of doing this. And people like Marloni see Felger doing it, and they're like, well, shit, I gotta do that. I gotta be, like... So, you become, like, if Felger is, like, Michael Jackson... You become the guy who tries to sing in a high pitched voice and can barely. I'm gonna have to one. pause you right there and never compare Michael Felger to Michael Jackson ever I, again. Yeah, that's true. That's my that's my fault. That's my fault. And I'm a big Michael. We, fan. Under, we I understand known what you were trying to say, though. I was, I was, yeah. But I just, I mean, there's only so much room for for douche lords in one city, you know. So like douche lords, like 
Yeah, like you can't overdo the douche in in a city. Like even as big as Boston, like just tone that shit down. You sound like you're reaching and it's obnoxious. So many just quotables stop. in this podcast. You can't overdo the douche. Yeah. <laughs> Don't that, overdo the douche. That, that's going to be, I think, the headline of uh, when I post this podcast. Anna Horford, colon, don't overdo the douche. <laughs> that won't get misconstrued at all. Yeah. I regret even saying that line. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay with it. It's fine. Let people let people uh, take it however they want. I'm, a, I'm pretty much immune to this shit by now. Yeah. I mean, you must have been beaten down by like any sort of sensitivity to this has to, has to have been oh, like you, you, you've got to be immune at this point. Yeah, dude, I get like death threats. I get like people threatened to kill. Yeah. Just like it, I, it's, it's never, it's never ending. Um, and at this point, yeah, I don't, I don't really feel it. Well, what's, what's the, what's the off limits thing? What's the one thing that if, if somebody says it and you, you're just like, nope, forget it, shut it down. Uh, it's time to, it's just time to go all out on you. Like, is there, is there something that's off limits? Um, just being excessively vulgar with me or, um, threatening me or my family. That's totally off limits. Uh, and Supporting I feel Trump. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's like worse than the C word to me. Like, Oh my, yeah, no, that's off limits as well. Um, and I hate how people still try to convince me otherwise on social media. It's like, you know, I, I'm a fucking like really liberal person. I believe in rights for everyone, unlike, you know, Donald fucking Trump. Um, but yeah, no, that's off limits. Um, and like I said, vulgarity, like if you, if you just take it too far, um, then I'm going to shut your shit down <laughs> and and uh, and you won't like that, so maybe don't do it. I would suggest don't doing it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Um. All right, Sam. Anything else? I think. I think we, we've we've held on to Anna long enough here. So I I have one final question, and it's just because um, you were born in the Dominican, right? You guys didn't move till like 2000. Am I no, correct? No, Al that? was. Al was the only one born in the Dominican. Oh, okay. Well, I think the question still is valid. Is this um, how do you feel about Pedro Martinez? Because he's a personal hero of mine, and I feel like anyone who's Dominican, he's a personal hero of theirs. Is that incorrect? Yeah. No. There. I mean, there's a lot of love for him. I feel like. Um, but it doesn't yeah, sound like he was I mean, a personal hero. He he wasn't as big a hero to you as he was to me. And maybe I was no. I was just I was just projecting. Yeah, no, no, no. Noted I mean, Dominican uh, Sam Packard. For, yeah, for <laughs> for Dominicans in general, I feel like um, there's a lot of love there. Um, me, you know, that's not really something that I'm like overly into. Um, not saying like you know he's he's not a good person or or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I I don't know anyone Dominican who's an athlete. Other Dominicans are going to support. So, like, Big Poppy's one of Al's really good friends, you know. Um, so, so yeah, that's just, yeah, I don't okay. know. I, I, I had a very embarrassing moment with David Ortiz, where where I, as an adult human, was reduced to uh, 
childlike behavior around him trying to get him to autograph a baseball. So shout out to David Ortiz for completely crumbling my, <laughs> my, 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 I, and I, it wasn't my intent. I was, I was blindsided by it and I just completely lost my composure. You know, sometimes you lose your composure. It just happens. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Sometimes that does happen. Who, who have you, um, who have you like for either of you, have you, have either of you been so like, awestruck by someone or like completely lost your composure like oh yeah oh yeah bill russell i yeah. was i was um god it, i was so i was playing for a team after i was done playing in greece i came back and uh there's this uh, organization this greek organization that had like tournaments like national tournaments like we had a regional tournament and the winner of the regional tournament went to this national tournament so you know i get to play in a bunch of different cities and it was this was pre 9-11 so you know you could run through an airport like an idiot and not get tackled so i'm at logan airport and i'm with the team we're traveling to somewhere like denver and across the terminal like the complete other side of the terminal i see bill russell walk in and I, I just like I I my jaw hits the ground I look at my teams I'm like holy fuck that's Bill Russell I drop my bag and I sprint to Bill Russell now the term- like actually sprinted like, like, like you ran over <laughs> that's not a creepy approach at all no 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 of course I, I told this is complete meltdown mode so, so you're fangirling uh, oh my god like a 13 year old at a Justin Timberlake concert like so like Justin Bieber maybe well whatever Bieber a, a Justin a little white Justin a with curly Justin. hair yeah um so <laughs> any Justin any Justin <laughs> any Justin basically so i'm running the length of the terminal like widthwise and i know that he's got to just go a very short distance to go someplace where he's inaccessible so yeah i sprint and of course by the time i get to him i'm out of breath and I get to squeak out some sort of words that are basically like, huge Celtics fan, you're the best, and whatever. And he just shakes my hand and looks at me with a confused look and says, thank you. He turns around and leaves. And I was like, it's the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, yeah. I mean, look, I was, I was 20-something years old. I panicked, and that's that. it, it was like, at the same time, the worst and best moment. And I can only hope that it was so shockingly bad that he remembers it. Like, oh, yeah. oh you're that asshole. Like, Dude, he's probably so used to that. He's a fucking legend. Oh you know, God. that probably, that shit probably is nothing to him. Yeah. He's like, yeah. That's nothing. You got to be more specific. It happens to me every goddamn day. But that, <laughs> that's, that's my complete mark out story with an athlete with Bill Russell. At least I get to say I met Bill Russell. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Sam? I don't have anything like Nothing? that. I just have <laughs> never met someone and been that like uncontrollable. I can't so even think who it would be. So you didn't get lost in Al's eyes. No, I generally try to avoid eye contact with Al um, when I'm talking to him just because Oh, that'll of... make him comfortable. <laughs> well now that like I feel <laughs> like, like I have the SpongeBob. Down. Yeah, just like when you look at Al, think of like Patrick, Patrick. Starr. <laughs> yeah. Now, now Sam's going to overcompensate and just stare creepily into no, Al's eyes for like 20 minutes without blinking. Yeah, watch him show up like in a SpongeBob costume or something now. <laughs> oh my God, yes. 
Yes. <laughs> and Al's just gonna be like, "What the security?" I would get no. kicked out. I would like have my credentials removed, like I was Levar Ball. <laughs> <laughs> right. Drink. You know what you should do? You should drink a lot of bourbon. Show up in a SpongeBob costume and call him Patrick. Just see what happens. That sounds like the best idea for I'm me to get just like my credentials <laughs> revoked immediately. But it also sounds yeah. like a great time. But it's going out in a blaze of glory. And something that Al will certainly remember, when Al's giving his Hall of Fame speech, he'll be like, yeah, there was this one time. <laughs> this one motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Al would never say motherfucker in his Hall of Fame speech, and I'm sorry I suggested that. It's not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, this has been a tremendous amount of fun. And uh, I'm glad we got a chance to talk. Uh, I, I want to encourage everybody to listen to Anna Horford's podcast. Subscribe. Uh, it's now available. I was able to subscribe today. So wherever you get your podcast, it's the Horford Happy Hour. And uh, you said, Anna, you've got a sexologist coming up. Do you have any other guests lined up that you can tell us about? Or is that still a work in progress? Um, It is still a work in progress. I actually have uh, my one of my brother's my brother's girlfriend's coming on. She's um, kind of a, a fitness guru. She'll be on eventually. She's got like over half a million followers on Instagram. Um, so I'm going to be talking to her soon. But uh, the rest are, it's a surprise. It's a work in progress. I love it. Do you think Al will ever be a guest on the Horford Happy Hour? Um, if I ask him, probably. But I just like you know, to love to see him like with a, a glass of wine in him and just see what he starts talking about. Yeah, we'd probably like reminisce and, and talk about nostalgic shit. That sounds. But I don't I know if that I don't know if that'd be fun for other people or not. Are you kidding me? That'd, that'd be, be like, wonderful. That would be. You like already every... said your whole family could be a reality show, so yeah. I think like any nostalgic talk would be great. That would be. That yeah. would be Awesome. Also uh, embarrassing, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the fun. So okay, so that's that the uh, Horford Happy Hour. Go check that out. If you are new to this podcast and you followed Anna over here, please subscribe to us, the Locked On Celtics podcast. Wherever you subscribe to Anna's podcast, the Horford Happy Hour, subscribe to Locked On Celtics. Just search for Locked On Celtics. We're everywhere, even on Spotify. So search for us there. If you are a subscriber, of course, this is a five-star show. If this isn't a five-star show, you should it, – it, you're never going to know what a five-star show is. So If you leave anything that's not a five-star review, you're kind of a dick. At this yeah, point, don't yeah. be a dick. Don't don't overdouche. Don't don't, don't be an overdouche. <laughs> don't overdo the douche. Guys, don't overdouche. Give us five stars, <laughs> please. Uh, and of course, be sure to uh, frequent our sponsor today, MyBookie, uh, MyBookie.ag, the number one rated online sports book. They've got uh, all of your. I mean, there's football playoffs. Check that out. They've got NBA, they've got in-game betting, all of that stuff, mybookie.ag. Again, thanks to Anna Horford. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Celtics Podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network.